Hi everybody, and welcome to another iWoofs. We're here today with Kelly Dunbar. Ian Dunbar. We're here today with Ian Dunbar. Hi everybody. And Jamie Dunbar. <laughs> and, oh, hi, hi. And Kelly Dunbar. And Kelly Dunbar. We were agreed I would get first well, No, we made, we made no it, such agreement. We could make it up better you, you merely I'm asked okay. last time. I-J-K. Ian, Jamie, Kelly. Well, we that. That's what we just did. Yeah. yeah. And it, it felt, felt so wrong. That's fair. It felt, it felt so, so wrong. wrong. Didn't. It doesn't, that doesn't flow up the tongue. Okay, well, okay. suffice to say, we got three Dunbars here. Question is, what are we talking about today? Question is, what's the question? Kelly. Kelly. Today we're going to expand upon our last topic, which is parvovirus versus socialization. We at Sirius specialize in puppy classes to help people continue to socialize and acclimate their puppies to the outside world. Uh, but of course, even with our new puppy kindergarten program, where we do have a, a, work, a, a series of uh, uh, workshops, if you will, for puppies as young as eight weeks, they're already two-thirds of the way through their socialization yeah. period, no? That yeah. Oh, yeah. So, a puppy class is not al alone, is not enough and begins too late to fully get the most out of the puppies. Yet, veterinarians are very concerned still in this day and age about, I know, I know how you love that, in this day and age, um, about the health risks of taking your puppy outside of the home prior to their full round of vaccines, which doesn't usually end until a puppy is 16 to 18 weeks of age. So, we have a conundrum here. What do you do to make sure that you are keeping your puppy physically healthy while maintaining their mental health as well? Yeah, I mean, I, I personally don't see it as a conundrum. Like, you know, there's so much that can be done at home in the breeding kennel and the first month that the pup is at home. That I think uh, home and family first, uh, namely socializing the puppy to people. You see, this can be done totally safely. You don't have to take the puppy to the people, you can bring the people to the puppy. That's the first thing. I would have some minor health precautions there. Outdoor shoes remain outside. That we don't want people Which treading you should be in. doing anyway. Yeah. Yeah, like we have no shoes on today in Jamie's house. And Thank you, guys. Yeah, that's quite all right. I, I, I you know, recognize your sensibilities. But, you know, you don't want to tread in infected poop or infected urine and track it into your house. So... That's the first thing. We must not throw the baby out with the bathwater, and the baby is socializing the puppy to people. Okay? And I put that as more important than socializing the puppy to um, other animals, especially dogs, and then acclimatizing the puppy that to too. the environment. <laughs> Was that the right? Yeah, I, I think those are yeah. both words, acclimate yes. and acclimatize. Yeah. So then if we now objectively analyze what are the relative risks of doing certain things with puppies, um, and then if your puppy gets parvo, what's going to happen to it? Well, I'm doing a lot of vet seminars lately, and everyone I survey, um, the whole audience, and I say, I want you to, when I scan the audience, shout out how many puppies have died of parvo in your clinic in the past year. I scan the room, the most common answer is zero, next comes one. Very seldom does anyone say two, three, four, five. Occasionally someone will say 30 or 40. And then I point to them and I say, do you work in a humane society, deal with rescue animals, or are you in a low income neighborhood? The answer is always yes. 
So in a low-income neighborhood, you'll get low vaccination, high disease, but no treatment. They can't afford the treatment. Probably get then those hippie environments too, where nobody has vaccination. <laughs> but in most suburban environments, um, in most you know um, high-income areas, mm -hmm. there's high-level vaccination. Or medium income, there's, there's, really. Yeah, there's, as I said, suburban. Mm -hmm. There's very little um, virus on the ground, mm -hmm. and it's a relatively safe place to walk your puppy. The most dangerous areas then to take a puppy would be um, have him on the ground in the car park of a vet clinic where every sick animal is urinated and defecated. Have him on the waiting room floor. Mm -hmm. It's probably only clean once a day if you think about it. Um, and then on public places in low-income neighborhoods. Or anywhere where, where large groups of dogs might congregate. Potentially, so. yeah. Um, but parks. then we get to the point, you know, so we can, I think, prevent infection by just doing most of the human socialization at home in the breeding kennel and the puppy's new home, um, getting him used to dogs um, in the house and maybe bringing in some dogs, friends of yours. I would wipe their paws coming in and make sure they're healthy. I don't see there's a big risk there. But what if the puppy did get parvo? The likelihood, if you're going to treat him, he needs some fluids, needs a little, you know, antibiotic umbrella, but it's so unlikely he's going to die. It's a very rare puppy that dies of parvo. It's not the big bugaboo it's set out to be. Now, I would totally change my mind about this if distemper raised its head again. That's a horrible disease. Mm -hmm. But for parvo, it's not such a big deal if the puppy gets it, but he's so unlikely to get it well, anyway. It, 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 makes, it made such a splash because it's very virulent. Right. Oh, it's very virulent and stays around in the... It's hard to get rid of, yes. and that's why shelters have such a problem with parvo. Virulent means virulent. persistent, or...? It's hard to kill. Okay. Um, oh, let's put it this way. It's hard for normal things in the environment to kill it. And it lasts a long time. Well, yeah, it it does not like bleach, and it doesn't like alcohol. The, the usual You're saying an old, old, dusty, dried-up poop could still have the parvo in it. Yeah. Even if it's months old or, yeah, or something. So then the next question it. comes, is a puppy class a safe place? Well, yeah, because why? Most puppies in there have had at least one vaccination, and if their starting class is, at, you know, three months, say, they've had two vaccinations, pretty damn safe. The floor is cleaned after any accident. Well, but classes are accidents. indoors and where vaccinated dogs have been or where no dogs have been. Yeah, but the fact of the matter is, when you look at the studies, um, two wonderful things here, veterinary medicine did a round table, which I was involved in it, and one question they asked me at the end, have you ever had a, par a suspected parvovirus transmission in a puppy class? And I honestly said, after 28 years, no. We've had puppies infected with parvo coming to class, and I told them don't come back, but no other puppy in that class went down with parvo. And that's in 28 years of puppy training. So this was some years ago. Meaning that someone comes to class, they think their puppy is fine, they call the next day or the next day. They say or he's got parvo. They say, oh no, we just found out our puppy is sick. Yeah. And they've already been to class. But we never had another puppy in class go down. Unlike, say, kennel cough. You have a puppy with kennel cough come to puppy class, well, they're all going to get it but then they've all got it in the community anyway. You see, it spreads like wildfire. And then more recently, a study was done, um, Melissa Bain at Davis, um, what is the actual risk of puppies going to puppy class? Um, strangely, they found that more puppies get parvovirus 
that don't go to puppy classes. It wasn't significantly, you know, it wasn't statistically significant, but the point was, no. That was probably just correlation. I would say it was the sample size because the sort of person who goes to puppy class is probably higher income, higher educated, and more likely to have a vaccinated right. so puppy. other themselves. correlations. Yeah. So that wasn't controlled for, but the fact is the studies show there's no increased risk of parvovirus for puppies that go to puppy class. So what I, my advice to veterinarians, being a vet, I'm interested in medical health, as well as behavioral health, mm -hmm. is we must tell everybody, socialize your puppy now. You don't know what the breed has done. Mm -hmm. So the first month at home, you need a hundred people there handling these puppies, hand feeding the puppies, and it's training the puppies. easy to get a little puppy out. Even if you have a large breed puppy, they're pretty small when you get them. And you know, you get a little Sherpa bag, you get a little duffel bag or a little doggy, you know, doggy. A child's pram if you've you got know. a, you know, great big Great Dane or something. And you go out in the environment mm -hmm. and people come to you when you have a puppy. Yeah. That's the other thing. I mean, you don't have to go to the dog park right. you can sit on to socialize. You sit in a coffee, outside a coffee shop with a puppy safely in your lap. Off the ground. And everybody, off the ground. everybody will come to you. You right. go into, the, the dog-friendly stores, of which there are many, especially if you've got a cute little puppy in a little bag with its head mm -hmm. sticking out. Hardware yeah. uh, stores, all, banks. All those kinds yeah. of things. Um, a lot of you know, Walgreens. Um, all the fancy department stores allow for dogs to come in as well. Um, most boutiques, you know, you have a puppy, you're a magnet for mm -hmm. a friendly smile and an invite. Right. And so... It's not on the ground, they're not worried about it pooping And it doesn't all have to happen in a day. People, so, so some people worry about flooding the dog too much or whatever. Sure, puppies can get tired or, you know, and I suppose... They fall asleep. You, you, well, yeah. I think, I think yeah. we're seeing when that happens, because it does happen. You do, you know, have these dogs that are overwhelmed. I think they're already at the upper end of the window. You know, if you take your 12-week-old pu puppy out for the first time, you're already kind of at the end. They might be starting to be yeah. anxious about but that. But remember, as we said in our last iWoofs, that these stressors neonatally and, and prior to eight weeks do a good thing. It resets the hormostat, so when they're okay. stressed later in life, you don't get the but blast of corticosteroids. But it's not impossible steroids. to flood. This is what oh, no. people and, about. and the point is, and they, and they fall asleep. The wonderful thing about puppies is they don't freak out or run away. When you give them too much handling, they so these, these trainers out. that say, oh, this puppy was over-socialized, and now he now he's can't cope. It's ridiculous. It's, it's stupid. It's dangerous advice. It's dumb. It gets me so mad, and it ruins the life of that puppy as an adult That's dog. That's it, though. I do, yeah, these, um, these dogs that can get oh. overwhelmed at 12 weeks of age, they've already, they're already at the low end of they've the curve. They've already missed it. They're already yeah. at the low end the, of the, the curve. The, so the, these trainers are seeing, in some cases, signs of stress, and perhaps more than just a little but bit. But signs of stress from not sufficient yeah. socialization now right. start to rear its ugly head at three months. Four, yeah. and then by five and a half months, man, that dog's going to become so. So the urgent. So people. this goes back to the urgency that you're yeah. talking about of it's the timing, so urgency. the timing, and that. Um, and that's where vets, if you think about it, are the only solution, because vets interact with every single breeder. Yeah. Vets see every person with a new puppy when the puppy's eight weeks old. Yeah. And the advice to give is, look. We don't want your dog to get parvo to Stanford. We're going to give him shots, keep him reasonably safe, off the ground on public property. But you invite the people to your home. It's urgent. It's important. And you can take the dog out. You can go for coffee with him. Just keep him off the ground. You get them in the car and let them smell. Car them rides, smell and see different yeah, things you, and absolutely. pull over just different places for like instead of a pub run, a coffee run, or it could be a pub run, I suppose too. Mm -hmm. yeah, definitely a driver. <laughs> 
But uh, <laughs> wineries are great places. I mean, here we are in they're Northern California. Friendly. They're almost Absolutely. all dog friendly. And you bring your puppy in, it's very civilized socialization. And the best thing I think about socializing puppies, well, it's not the best thing, but it's a damn good thing. When you're socializing a little puppy, your social life improves too. People mm -hmm. now actually talk to you mm -hmm. on the streets and say, hello, and oh, a little puppy. Oh, yes, he is a puppy. Just like having a baby. Just like having a baby, but even better, because puppies generally are cuter. I'm sorry, Jamie. Don't want to burst oh, wow. your lily bubble. But ooh, puppies are, ooh. Although, of course, Lily is the cutest baby on this planet. Uh -huh. All right. Yes. Don't yeah. well, forget, you're being recorded. <laughs> this is, oh, damn. Not off the record. Yeah, I'm just better start saving for a therapy now. Poor yeah. child's going to hear this. I will. So uh -huh. I'll never be the same. So the advice for vets to give is socialization. The clock is running. You've already missed the boat. So catch up now when your puppy's eight weeks old. If they're talking to breeders, hopefully relay this and some of the scientific information for damaged on done by not socializing. That puppy class is a good place for people to continue their socialization, learn about how to socialize their puppies pro outside of class appropriately, and start some foundation skills that will help them. Yeah, and I, I think, I mean, you raised this point a while back, that if people don't understand what puppy classes are. It's not a place to socialize your puppy. That should have been done at home, you know, previously. A puppy class is where you learn all the things you have to do or should have done, but more importantly, it's a safe forum to take your puppy where, under the watchful eye of a trainer, they can look for the, the incipient, the early warning signs that and it's going off to change, track. Effects change right away. Oh, straight away. And at the same time, yeah. building the foundation for the skills yeah. that they need, manners-wise, to become you know, normal yeah. members of our human society. I, I, I've always said, even in the standard puppy classes that used to start at three, um, uh, three months of age, now ten weeks of three age, weeks. And, and now the kindergarten starting at eight weeks. But at three months, I always used to say, I can point to the dogs who are going to bite people as adults right now. First day in class, oh, yeah. you can see them all. Mm -hmm. At eight weeks, you pick it up earlier. So you, you locate the problem. You've solved it before the hour's over. At eight weeks, it's beautiful where you can Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's just amazing. It's already rough in it. And so that's why you go into puppy classes, so the trainer can look for the early warning signs. Because the owners make the excuse all the time, like, when's he going to get over it? Oh, he's a little shy. At eight weeks? And they want to protect their baby. They don't alone. know how to it's... make them comfortable. You know, mm -hmm. they want to protect them. And then that... It becomes a vicious. And we should probably say, you know, what are the early warning signs? Any puppy that's slow to approach, a puppy that won't uh, go to all family members, you'll only go to mum and the daughter, not to dad and the little boy. A puppy that struggles when you handle him, mm -hmm. a puppy you can't catch, a puppy that ducks his head when you reach for him. Mm -hmm. Not even the blatant stuff like growling Darting and yapping and snapping and darling objects. Yeah. Um, so these are the early warning signs, and as soon as you notice them, solve that problem quickly. And why? Because your pup is upset. He's going to grow into an adult dog who's going to have a horrible life. Puppies that Anxious. hide under the chairs from the other it's, puppies. It's just horrible. Puppies that stiffen every time they meet another puppy, you know, that's, and don't get over Yeah, that I mind. mean, it, it really, there's a few things that get up my nose, but one of them is when people don't grasp what anxiety and fear is. They say, oh, he's, he's a little shy, he's scared. No, he's hurting inside and he's scared of people, for God's sake. And yet you, you force him in the world of people. Every day he meets his biggest nightmare. It's just not fair. It's not fair. You know, we are, we are not being fair, I think, to, to puppies or kittens, you know. And why don't you tell us what you really think, Ian? Okay, <laughs> right. I think that's a wrap. We've said just about all there is to say, right? Okay. Yeah, I think yeah. so. So get that puppy out there and socialize him, but do it safely.
All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye. Bye.